words that Trader was also wrong. Well, you know. Hey, like I said last night, he was wrong. He sat down and was wrong. It doesn't matter if anybody else was wrong. He was, was that wrong. The bread thing or something else? Oh, <laughs> uh, the, the bread pastry thing, yes. thing, yes. The bit that will not die. Did you guys the unintentional out bit? <laughs> whether a pizza was a pastry? <laughs> a pizza, pizza is, is not, not a, pastry. a pastry. Well, a pizza is a pie, and if a pie is a pastry, is it's not a pie either. A pizza is a pie. Don't no, you? it's not. When the moon hits your eye. Like a big pizza pie. That's a more. Oh, Lord Almighty. That still doesn't make it a pie. I'm sorry. That is where the Bad show lyrics. is going to be today, folks. So if you like this sort of humor, continue to stay tuned in. Because that's all we got today. <laughs> I'm wanting to hear. Uh, Ripper, you there? I am here. I think. Oh, I'm here. Hi. Okay. Hi. Are you recording? I am recording, indeed. Excellent. Were you recording before when we were uh, doing nonsense? I only came here like uh, two minutes ago, so... Okay, so you missed some of the nonsense. Yes, unfortunately. But I think the most important stuff, the, the pie bit. The, the pie bit, yes, the pie bit. That'll make it. <laughs> it should be there. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to represent all hand pies, like, you know, empanadas and 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 you know hostess pies and and jamaican pa uh, pasties um those pastries? are all pastries. those are all pastries as well um well the hostess uh. pie is absolutely a pastry I mean, that like fits the very definition of a pastry it's disgusting pastry but it's pastry i'm not i i'm not i'm not validating whether it is good or not i'm just saying it is a it is a pastry. And, you know, the pizza discussion is actually an interesting one since tomatoes are a fruit. A tomato being a fruit has absolutely no bearing on whether a pizza is a pie. One of the key characterizations of a pastry is, a, is fruit filling. a fruit filling. No, but you are missing the fact that it has to have a pastry crust and pizza dough is a bread dough. It yeah, so so I think that's where it's going to fall out is that a pizza dough has potentially usually has yeast in it which is going to disqualify it. Now maybe there could be some types of pizza um no. that would be that would fill that qualification, but we're just going to say no, a pizza is not a pastry. So the yeah, song it, is a lie. Well, it is. is. Donut, Believe it or not. Well, here's a question, is a donut a pastry because a donut is made with, you know, some donuts no. are made with cake and some Donuts are made no. with yeast dough. No, so it is donuts not a are a dessert, but it is not a pastry. Okay. They are also technically a cake. Correct. Technically. You don't call them that, but they are technically that. So their pizza cake hits your eye like a big pizza cake? It's bread. It's a bread. It's a bread with toppings. I don't know why people want to make pie a pastry. Good Lord. Stay on you, Kirkin. Although I know I'm just Kirkin. going after the song, you know. <laughs> hey, the song was a lie. All right, so I'm glad that we started off uh, uh, hot and heavy, but let's go ahead and do an introduction here. So, uh, I am Bubba Joe. Uh, I will be your host today. We have uh, we have a whole bunch of people on the stage. Uh, that are not DJ. DJ is busy, and uh, his, he's got things going on. So 
he asked and uh, I answered. And so we will have a conversation with you. Uh, if you are expecting a typical three-hour show, uh, the answer is absol- new, absolutely not. Um, and so, but we will... We will have uh, stupid news, though. We, we, no, we're, it's going to it's gonna be five hours instead news. of three. Um, four. So <laughs> it will be none of those things because I have to get to bed. Uh, I have a long week ahead of me, so... Uh, but anyway, so, uh, and, and that doesn't include, cause I'm actually going to be, uh, by the time, uh, if there is an arc launch on Tuesday, by the time, uh, DJ would start it, I will be already at work. So I probably will not be, um, on that show if it is, well, it doesn't matter if it's this coming Tuesday or the following Tuesday. It, it literally does not matter. Uh, I, then my work schedule is kind of, uh, um, kind of gone insane. Uh, Becca, yes. If I have you seen uh, a maintenance announcement? Did I miss it? Has there been an, an a maintenance announcement? I thought I saw a maintenance announcement. Yeah, I thought Hold so on. too. Recall one? I can look at this. I can look at the Scopely announcements channel here, and I can tell you, yes, there has been the 29th. So it was Friday afternoon. There was a Scopely announcement. Maintenance on October 3rd at 3 a.m. for roughly three hours. I don't see it on the official Discord. Uh, it's in the it's in the Scopely announcements channel here, so it had to come from somewhere. And and last night before you got on the Twitch stream, Bubba uh, DJ Ar- did confirm that the arc yes. was launching. Okay. Uh, yes. Where do you, I don't yeah, see it in the Scopely announcement channel here? It's uh, it's part of the territory capture uh, season one FAQ link post. Oh, there it is. Yes. Okay. Thank you. That post. Yes. I just saw the link. I said, okay, it's talking about territory capture. My bad. Uh, Benny Hills Ghost. That's, every, that's I already have. I already have a coffee, a fresh coffee. I went out and got uh, when I found out I was running the show. So I, I've already. I will be as caffeinated as I possibly uh, want to be. Graduated. Do you? Do I want to cancel this arc launch too? Um, no. Wait, who um, wants to cancel it? Well, so DJ and I actively reached out to try and put the brakes on the last arc launch because of the effect that the officers were going to have on the state of PvP and begged and pleaded and showed data um, on how this was going to be a negative impact and and we were successful uh, we were ultimately unsuccessful um and the arc launched and what we kind of said was going to happen happened uh i know about the territory capture the same as you guys do um and so that doesn't look altogether horrible it doesn't look good i i would not say cancel the arc launch because they completely foobarred the sourcing for the spicy pickle. That makes me angry, but that's not a reason to cancel the arc launcher to send up the red flags. Um, so from what I know um, of the arc, I, I, there's nothing in there that uh, says they should, they should uh, pull the plug on it. You know, DJ is hopeful uh, that what they're releasing is going to help extend um, 
PvP past that first shot that we have currently in PvP now. And so if that's going to come in the arc, we want that to come as fast as possible. We don't want that to wait um, a week or two weeks or a month or anything like that. We don't want that to delay. Um, I personally do not believe that what they're going to release is um, going to be a counter. Yeah, it won't. Um, it's not. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I don't think that uh, I, I would want to delay uh, this month. In fact, if anything, whatever that final state is that they're hoping is going to rebalance PvP, you know, because one of the things that we were told, and I don't think I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, is that they have a plan. I think DJ has said that. They have a plan. And I believe that plan goes beyond this month. So I actually Wasn't want... that plan ISO defense? Didn't you take I want, that plan and just throw it in the... <laughs> well, if their plan is only ISO defense, then yes, we can take that plan and we can throw it out with the, the baby. That is um, the like plan. Like the bathwater. Um, but if there is more than that plan, then I would want that to come out as quickly as possible so that uh, so that we can have this healthy PvP environment again. Now, I don't think they're going to achieve it. Um, I think that there is some fundamental flaws that need to be addressed in PvP. Um, and I actually was looking through the uh, the Spicy Pickles research, and I'm like, what are they doing? There is more research to make PvP even more unbalanced than just these officers. It's like... Like... It is ridiculous how completely overshot the target. Like, we've created a scenario before these officers launched where combat was ending in a round. And now it's difficult to figure out exactly how much you have to claw back to get combat to extend beyond a round because now it is so far in front of everything else. It's so far inflated. It's like, I don't know that I don't... I, I can't see the end of the tunnel. Like outside of them completely redoing how combat works and how critical chance works and critical damage. Um, you know, one of the things that I think they should do, but they're ne almost, I'm almost certain they're never going to do is, and this is going to be unpopular. So feel free to start spamming. We hate Bubba Joe in the chat is they need to revamp uh hole breach. I mean, 1% of whole health, is pretty meaningless. It's a hundred rounds worth of. Are, are you being, talking about uh, whole breach relevant. or burning? Whole breach. What does one so, percent have me, to do let with me make it? A point. Burning takes one percent of the whole, which means after a hundred rounds, you theoretically could take away all of the whole. Morale does almost nothing. Whole it does breach, nothing, but yes, correct. Hull Breach should do something similar to those two by default. It should not be 50% on top of all of your critical bonuses. That is a you massive want to damage. Burning. No, I don't want to increase burning. <laughs> I want to I want to reduce hull breach. So why is my solution nerf hull breach as opposed to improving burning morale? Well, I actually think morale should be improved, okay? Um, but these should just be states. These should be just like, I mean, assimilation. These should just be states that can exist, that are triggered by officers, and other officers will reference them or research will reference them. These should be states that are triggered and then can be referenced to say, you have this state, here is your benefit. As opposed to having two of them that make no complete 
are almost completely worthless. And one that is so game-altering, it's like, why would you do something like that? And if you want to say that the Federation one is morale, so it should be pretty pointless, and the Romulan one is, is uh, you know, burning, and so it's going to be a little less pointless, and, and Hull Breach should be a little bit better than those because it's the Klingon one, and they're hyper-aggressive, and you want to you trace it into that story, fine. But when Hull Breach launched, when this game launched, we were talking about an extra 75% damage. That's it. That's all it was. And now we're talking about percentages that are like an extra four or 500% on top of your critical damage. That's huge. And then when you and add it it's to never ISO, going to stop. It's okay. always going yeah. to grow, whereas burning isn't changing, morale isn't changing. This one is always going to grow. Now, the question that was asked in the chat, and I'll address it because I think Blue asked it, and Blue's a, you know, he's a smart guy. Why am I not advocating for making burning more powerful? Because if you make burning as powerful as whole breaches, or anywhere close to that, what you have is Tal. And we know that Tal is abusive, and Tal is a potential problem. Now, you may like, I want to use Tal, that's fine, but that effect is bad for the game because it, again just like having pvp combat that ends in a round having all hostile combat that ends in say 10 rounds is also bad because it shortens the ability for design to be able to do creative things in in pve combat and can't you can't have the go home gun launch in round you know 12 it has to be sooner than that and by pushing that gun sooner than that it means that other officer abilities that might need to charge up or ship abilities that need to charge up can't be used because they're never going to get to their level of usefulness so so no i don't want to amp up i don't think there should be an amping up of burning they could do something to morale fine but it's pretty worthless but really, the problem is that Hull Breach needs to be needs to be nerfed, and um, I think that that's something that uh, it, they're not going to do. Um, but I think that as long as they continue to just add to critical damage uh, and critical chance, Hull Breach is going to continually be a problem in this game. And I, I, my personal opinion is that it needs to be. Uh, it needs to say they need to they need to bite that bullet as a part of this how we're going to fix PvP combat and make it so that it is um, uh, make it so that it is uh, an effect that is in line with the others or you know make it so that it is you know something like a five percent boost to critical damage which can still be a pretty sizable effect but something that is you know, compared to burning and compared to morale, but it really needs to be brought in because it is it like other things in this game, like Pike, like other things that they just let go in this game. It is an unbalancing effect that creates a fairly difficult job for design. So I've done a lot of talking here. What is what does the panel think? Tell everyone in the panel can tell me why I'm wrong or why they disagree or or agree I... if that's the case you want to take. I agree with your logic. I don't like it, but I agree with it. <laughs> I like I, I like Hull Breach the way it is, but I truly understand that you don't want to, you don't want to buff up everything else up to Hull Breach's effectiveness because then you you basically can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. I totally right. understand where you're getting there. Um, the unintended consequences I think of that is that 
you know, we are so used to using hull breach in in PVE and armadas that if you that if you nerf hull breach, then a lot of people are going to be like, well, now I can't punch up as high and whatnot. So maybe there's a compromise of like making hull breach not as effective in PV in PVP only. Well, so if there's if there is a, a something that needs to be done there, then you can make a research that says. When you have hull breach against an armada, get this effect, right? And sure. so then it's controlled, right? It's never, it's not going to be constantly increasing, but it's something that you can say, hey, we don't mind hull breach for armadas. We've designed the armadas on the assumption that you can get this hull breach trigger and everyone gets this bonus. So we want that bonus to stay. We maybe they don't want it to stay for hostiles and they don't want it to stay for PvP, but for host for for armadas, maybe that's okay. Or maybe it's okay. For say Jem'Hadar hostels, but not everyone else, right? So there are things that you can do to fix that problem. I agree. That is that we have had Hull Breach do this effect for such a long time, and but again, when the game started, Hull Breach's effect was not like not as pronounced because people had 150 percent critical damage. That's it. That's all they had. You know, maybe they were playing with Kurla or someone that was, you know, boosting that to 180 or something like that. But that was it. So um, I, I think that that is something that really needs to be. I, I think that helps solve a lot of problems in terms of PvP combat, right? Because you still have you still have the ability. You know, critical damage is going to be what it is. Isolated damage is going to be what it is. And but if you take away this net 50% that's on top of all of that, um, it's really going to help them rein this problem in. Now, again, I don't think they're going to do it. And if anybody, <laughs> if there's anybody out there uh, that thinks that Scopely listens to me, I saw a comment about three or four days ago in the chat that said, uh, it seems like Scopely just takes all of Bubba Joe's ideas and does that because they're good ideas. And so if anybody out there is under the disillusionment that Scopely does what I tell them to or what I suggest. Just go look at the T3 zones having uh, the spicy pickle sourcing and not the T1 zones. Um, I, I think you missed the second part of that comment when, where, they, where it said, takes your suggestions and then does everything to monetize it. <laughs> so you could have, you could still monetize this idea as a T1 zone. I mean, you could have, right? You could have tied it like it could have been a T1 zone and said, hey, you have to earn this only in the premium track of whatever this new seasonal thing that's going to be tied to territory is, right? And that's the only way to be able to turn the service on is to earn the stuff in the premium track. They could have still monetized it and tied it to tier one zones and made it available to more players. But I mean, I'm just, I'm really upset about that. I. I the problem is is that the alliances that are going to retake tier 3 zones a majority of the players in those alliances in a majority of servers already have the spicy pickle or if they don't they don't see value in the spicy pickle which means that the people that control those alliances aren't even going to turn the ability on for the people that might so why are we putting it there you think people are going to fight for it? I had somebody, I had somebody, and I, I don't remember 
uh, I don't remember if it was DJ or somebody else, but somebody came uh, messaged me and said, hey, we think by putting them in T3 zones, um, and I'm pretty sure this was a player, uh, we think that small alliances are going to be able to gang up on a larger alliance and be able to take that T3 zone. And I laughed at them. And I'm like, really? How do you figure that's going to happen? Even if, even if the, the smaller alliance was able to hold the nodes somehow or spam the systems, right? Now, instead of having two systems, you've got to control three, which makes it even harder for a small alliance to do. They don't, even if they got four other alliances to help out and distract the other ships, they don't have enough ships to score in a T3 zone. The larger alliance, unless they just don't show up, is going to have that significant advantage because they have more players that are going to score, even if you bring five people. Now, if you bring 17 alliances with you in these coalitions that exist, which I think are bad for territories, but there's nothing being done about that. If you have 17 alliances coming in and flooding the zones and no one can get in, that's different, right? But that's, I mean, in the, in the insane scenario where a smaller alliance is going to be able to take a tier three zone because they bring friends in to help them, that is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard out of a player in my entire life because that's just not how territory works. Well, you also have to consider that that smaller alliance has to not only gain a tier one territory, then they also have to win the tier two next to the tier three to even have a chance to go for the tier three. Correct. Correct. So no, that that's just, that's dumb. Ludicrous. It's, it's, it's whoever said that clearly lacks an understanding of how territory works, which is, you know, you know, I think that's maybe why um, DJ uh, spent some time on the last show talking about reminding people how territory works, um, because it's just that's just not how territory works is to say that a smaller alliance. I mean, other than catching an alliance off guard. But hey, guess what? Nobody's going to be caught off guard because they reset the map. Right. Everyone's going to be on high alert. Everyone is formulating a plan, which is great. Right. Because you kicked everyone off the map, so now everyone is going to have to fight for their Tier 1, Tier 2, and then eventually Tier 3 zones. Fine. But that's the problem, right? They don't... Everyone is going to do their best effort for the reset. That's how. That's one of the benefits of having the reset. So... um. I'm, All right. So anyone on, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm over. I'm just majorly disappointed actually in all At of what? this territory stuff. I had some I had some hope when they when they announced we're going to do seasons that they're actually going to do something that does anything. And what this is just going to be is like the only thing there's going to be some action in territory is going to be because they reset it. That is literally the only reason. Everything else is pointless. Because there's nothing new. Zero. That's not true. They're putting sourcing for the Monavine in there. And these little 20-person alliances are going to fight for those Tier 3 zones, Ripper. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like if you, if you come out being like, oh, we're going to do territory stuff with seasons now, you should come out with something big that actually makes it, you know... 
like a dynamic thing instead of just like, oh, it's the same thing. It will settle very quickly. And then we are in the same point we were before. Oh, you achieve absolutely nothing. You're 100% Good job. spot on. I would say on most servers, territory will be settled within the first five days. By the, by, by Saturday, um, all of the T3 ter territories will have captured, and then to oust them the next week will be very, very hard. Um, I, I, I disagree with that. I think that territory will continue to have movement through the first two cycles, right? Okay, yeah. Um, the, yeah because because you have to take a yeah. Tier 1 that gets to a Tier 2, that gets to a tier three to get that tier three of the first weekend. Those tier one and tier twos may not be the tier one and tier twos that you actually want. Right. Right. So then they're going to maneuver their way around the map off of that tier three to get to the ones that they actually want. So I think that there's still going to be upsetting of the apple cart across all of territory through the first, um, through the first say 10 days of whenever it resets, just because I think that that's what, I think that is the most likely scenario of what's going to happen is that um, that that people are going to plan. Again, remember, not all zones come available on Wednesday. So tier one's on Wednesday. Um, tier two's on Thursday, correct? Someone correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that's correct. The tier twos are on Thursday. More tier ones on Friday. And then the tier three on Saturdays. Am I? Do I have that right? I, I, someone can maybe post the schedule if they have it. But I believe that's correct. Is that anyone else? That, um, yeah, and then another round of tier twos, I think, on Sunday. Uh, tier ones or two twos on Sundays? Yes, yes. Yeah. But yeah, it takes it takes two full two full cycles if you're a big alliance to get to five territories and two of them being uh, three star. So, um, so yeah, so I think that. Uh, thank you, Ardvark. Uh, so Wednesday would be a tier one, Thursday would be a tier two, Saturday would be a tier three. You can also take a tier one on, um, Friday, but then you're not going to be able to take a tier three off of it. Um, so really the only way to do it is Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then you can also pick up some stuff that's adjacent to you on Sunday and Monday. So on Friday, Sunday and Monday. So, uh, yeah, I, mean I think that territory, go ahead, go ahead, trader. I was just going to say, you know, I think that this idea that it's going to do too much is DJ made a comment last night that was very telling, which is his alliance, which is one of the bigger ones on his server, doesn't see any reason to move. They're just going to stay where they are. So of course they're they just going to retake their formal territories. I and mean, there's a, that's what's going to happen everywhere. There's or always a chance everywhere. So there's always a chance that a new ability that we don't know about is going to show up on on patch day right <laughs> there's always that chance um sure there's a chance yeah i mean yeah. this is scopely after all yes never forget always a chance <laughs> so um so if that happens then people might go i mean what if so let's 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 theorize some things what if there was a um uh, a service that gave you all three particles in a tier three zone. Would that be something that people would fight over? You activate a single service, you get all three particles of a redemption in that, in that space. I mean, maybe, but the problem, the problem with that particular service is that territories as they've existed have been around so long 
it is entirely possible that some alliances just don't care. They've had the three particles through three different territories. Why would they bother fighting over it well, now? So, again, for the people that have had five territories this entire time, that's well, true. You don't, you don't and need for players that have been in those alliances, not five, but have had all access to all three particles, that's true. But not everyone has been in those alliances. Not everyone, like, there's only, what, three of those spaces where you can have all three particles, right? So maybe you moved around. Maybe you went from one particle to the next. Um, I, I don't think that, I mean, I know that Isogen is still the bottleneck, but I don't think that every player has access to all particles in excess of their Isogen needs. Um, but you have to consider that the issue isn't, <laughs> the issue in part is going to be the biggest players in the alliance who are going to have to put up the lion's share of activity to take a new territory and hold a new territory, what position are they in? Because you could have a brand new player who doesn't have any of these uh, three particles, but is leadership going to give a crap? I mean, yeah, the motivation, the motivation would have to be altruistic there for leadership of, of those alliances. Cause I would say, you know, most of the people, in the bigger alliances probably have a good stockpile of the three particles. And that may not be a something that would move them to go. They, they would be doing it for their lower level players in their alliance. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I want to address a comment in the chat. So someone's like, I thought there were four particles. There are four particles. Um, I'm going to go under the assumption that if something like this was to exist, that the Metreon particles would not be a part of it. Uh, my guess is that they will be tied exclusively to uh, the tier three zones, just like the jelly has been um, that they will be, that they would not be a part of this, but I could totally see them taking a tier two in the center of the map or something and saying, yeah, this tier two can activate all the particles. Right. Um, and that would be something that if it is convenient and gives other abilities that people want or is near other abilities people want, that an alliance may go, hey, you know what? <clears throat> if we save some of the activation of activating this service in three different territories so that we can activate the advanced service in some of our other territories, this may be worth it for us. Even in those alliances that have, right, that have the people that have been, you know, in territory the entire time. So I think that, you know, if you had a, a service that gave you all three particles and you no longer had to activate those uh, those abilities in those other zones, I think, I think alliances would go for that. I think that's something that would be a value, and that players could could say, "Hey, this is something that helps the the entire alliance, not just the people that need these." Because now you're activating one ability instead of three. And again, not every alliance struggles from week to week to activate their abilities, but even the biggest alliances, I imagine, uh, you know are challenged to activate the regular and the advanced abilities um, if they want to do those every week. And again, not every advanced ability is worth doing, but I think that that is, uh, that is something that could be a consideration if they were to do something like that. Not game-breaking, you know, not 60% isolated cascade to all of your ships or anything crazy like that. But I think that there are abilities they could introduce that would be interesting now again all we know is that there are some new abilities and we know that some of them are the sourcing for 
um, the spicy pickle. We have no idea what exactly they're doing. Um, so I can't, you know, I'm just speculating here that I think that there are abilities they could introduce that would alter the map singularly. Um, if the biggest alliance wanted it, they would probably get it. And then that would be decided. If they didn't want it, then the second biggest alliance could go for it and so on and so forth. I think that there are abilities that could cause players and alliances to shift their positioning on the map based on what they want to do. Um, and, and I think that that's, I, I think that could happen, but I don't think it's going to happen in this run. I mean, again, have no idea what the impact of these, uh, these new abilities are going to be, but we'll see on evidently Tuesday. Be prepared for disappointment. Oh, I, oh, I, I yeah, fully I prepared for disappointment. Um, all right. Some of us have already bought the popcorn. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I have invested in uh, pitchfork and uh, uh, torch sales. I've, I've got uh, boots <laughs> and uh, franchising set up. All right. <laughs> Uh, what about incursions? It's not happening this month. Did you want something more than that? Well, all that effort into the you know, TC effort, of course they couldn't have time to do incursions as well. Like, I mean, so... Right now, there are a number of issues with the game. One of which is battle logs from raiding. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's not just that the battle logs aren't showing up, that there is an underlying other issue. Is that, is that a fair assumption? Do you think Ripper that there is another, there is something else other than just the battle log isn't showing up. There's definitely something more wrong there. Okay. Do you think it is possible that whatever is wrong could screw up incursion scoring. That is not impossible. Okay. Do you think it's likely? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, like, so, better luck not showing up would mean that something in in the like uh, queue processing pipeline falls apart somewhere. I could very right. well be before the event scoring stuff runs. So, totally insufficient data. We have no this is this is theory crafting one oh one. In I, that I'm scenario a, But go ahead. if that's go ahead, the, the case, just go out and say it. Mm-hmm. So uh yes, if that's actually the case, why don't they just say it? Well, I mean you know how much they like to say that they were wrong. You know, it's funny. They have chairs at their desks. You know, we saw them. They have desks. They have chairs at their desks. You would think that the way that they never admit anything being wrong, that all they have were standing desks. Um, so I, I don't know why they don't just say that. My guess, pure speculation, 110% speculation, because I don't do anything halfway, is that... That is why incursions were canceled, not the territory update. I could be wrong. 
But I, I think that's what's happening. I don't, I don't see any connection to territory update with incursions. That doesn't make th that that argument does not make any sense to me. I fail to see it. I have yet to see any evidence that that could be linked in any way, shape, or form. It is much more likely that they broke something. Yeah. Yep. They, I, I mean, they also they also increased the occurrence of ships stuck in combat, and if they happen to be in station, you can't attack the station oh, anymore, so that's also I've a thing. A, I've got a new one. I've got a new one that I think that I've seen other people post, where the game just locks up on a screen. So, like, I was upgrading a ship. Hey, it's Faction Hunt. I was upgrading ships. Um, and I clicked tear up, and it flashed the light, and I had this beautiful high-resolution image of my Enterprise. And the little pluses never came back. It never came back to where it showed me the stats on the side or the name up top. It just had this beautiful high-res image of my ship. Couldn't move it. Couldn't do anything with it. Couldn't interact with it. Couldn't get out of it. Um, it was beautiful, but it required me to close and restart. Um, so yeah, so I, 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 they, they, there are things that are wrong. I, I am still forgiving of technical bugs more so than probably anyone else um uh, because i i think that coding is hard um ripper you have a better understanding of coding and um i i, I do think that um version control doesn't have to be hard um and i think that they do a terrible job of that as well but i do think um it is it, it that it when they do a change and it causes some unintended effect because of the way it was coded i'm typically more forgiving of that than say a game design issue or some other issue that is completely controllable like version control maintaining version control so that you know you're not undoing a change that was just done in the next update um so those are a hundred percent um uh, I, I, there are things that are avoidable, and I, I think that there is always the chance that when you do something that you're going to introduce a bug. The fact that I have to close down the game and restart it to get out of this one, and it does, I'm not overly upset about. The stuck ship one, very frustrating. That one needs to get under control because it seems to be happening a lot more often. But I'm always a lot more forgiving of bugs than I am of really terrible game design decisions because, again, you control everything about the design of this game. And so when you make terrible decisions that are associated with game design, that is 100% on you. It's not unintended. It's not accidental. If you did not think that the interaction of this and this and this was going to cause this third effect, that's on you for not understanding your game. It is completely unforgivable to have a game design flaw in a game that you control all of the game design elements in. That... Yeah, I I mean to some level I agree with that. Um the the thing is yes, coding is hard. However, the the level of how much stuff breaks every single month all the time and how much things like some of the new stuff doesn't work randomly a lot of the old stuff has weird bugs or is broken is at an unacceptable level at this in this game. Oh, I, I, I agree with you. It's it's really really bad um, and frustrating that it has gotten to this point. But um, but yeah. All right. So um, 
what did I put in the announcements? Let's see. We talked about pastries. We talked about breads. Um, oh, meats that go well with pineapple. Who has meats that Sausage. go well with pineapple? Sausage. <laughs> Sausage. Sausage and pineapple. You got to give me, give me something that has sausage and pineapple. Like a pizza. What do you mean? Sure. I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't typically, I mean, if I get a meat lover's pizza, it'll have sausage. But if I'm fully customizing a pizza, sausage won't be on there. Pineapple will every single time. Absolutely. Um, but seriously, what, what, uh, ham and pineapple? Yeah, absolutely. What, but I'm just talking in general. If you're having pineapple with a meat product, what is a good, other than pizza, which again, I know is going to upset people. I know there are dishes that use pineapple, right? So give me a dish that uses pineapple that has meat that you guys are like, this is good. You're still, a burger. Lots of people are saying a burger. Really? Pineapple, pineapple on a burger? No way. That's as weird as pizza. Uh, the pizza is normal. I think the only answer um, is ham. That's the only answer. The only answer? But what, what are you just like, you know, throwing a ham in the oven and you're putting pineapple on it? Yeah, little pineapple rings. You cook on Sure. It. Sure. What and is gammon? Kirkin's, really Kirkin's going back to the 50s, man. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do that Personally, oh. per, I think it's disgusting. Personally, I think pineapple does not belong on anything that's savory. It only belongs on sweet applications. Agreed. I, I, so, use actually, I actually use pineapple juice uh, as an ingredient in my marinade for uh, uh, ribs. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, I suppose the enzymes in it could help break down yeah, some yeah. of the connective tissues. Yeah, it's basically you can take like a, a cheaper cut of rib like St. Louis and 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 kind of turn it a little bit more tender into maybe more of a mouthfeel like a baby back. Interesting. Very interesting. So Bubber just posted a picture. So like a grilled pineapple on that, right? Interesting. Um, hmm. I have never I mean, I get it. Uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a coastal thing. I've I've never seen that, but uh, I could see I could see people really enjoying that pineapple on a burger. I would not have uh, would not have figured that. Where did everything go? You guys still hear me? Yep. Okay. I just, Unfortunately, my, my dis. Oh, <laughs> hey now. I'm just reading through the options. People are coming. I like that shish kebab one. That looks that sounds like it could be pretty good. I do I'm have the power to mute you. I just want to. Oh, I just want to say that. And I can unmute myself. So you know, try it. <laughs> just try it. Pineapple salsa. I have. I have tried pineapple salsa. It was not my favorite, but it had a very unique flavor. Um, in the case that I had pineapple salsa, it did not have any sort of kick, and that's why I didn't like it. Um, I definitely want a kick with uh, with my salsa. So, um, uh, so yeah. So pineapple, I could see how that would be a, add a very good flavor, but um, but I definitely want uh, a kick. I'm okay with some sweet, which the pineapple would be interesting, but I would definitely want a kick with that. You see that pineapple bowl? That looks good. That looks interesting. So plain simple, Garrick, that. you're. I am 100% on board with pineapple on pizza. I have a pizza out on my kitchen counter right now that is waiting for me that has pineapple and pepperoni and a few other toppings on it. 
And you're going to eat it quietly in the dark so no one sees I, it. I am going to eat it <laughs> proudly, if I have to, with a megahorn, bullhorn, shouting to the world that pineapple belongs on pizza. Don't eat it outside. The bugs are attracted to the pineapple. Well, that's, that's, that's a true statement, and I hate bugs. Um, I also hate the outside, so topics. that's probably not going to happen. Fresh protein. Clearly, what I need to do is I need to install the air horn on top of my house, but have it be operated from inside my house. Clearly, that's what I need to do so that I can declare my love for pineapple on pizza. That's, that is the healthiest. I'm, I'm giving you a 100 right here, beans and snots. Eat what you like. Eat whatever you want. If folks don't like it, more for you. I totally agree. That's that's the healthiest opinion we've had. You know, you do not have to like, you don't have to like pineapple. You don't have to like it on pizza. You don't have to like pizza. Although that's weird. Um, but, you know, eat what you like and like what you eat. Um, absolutely. All right. Let's see. What else did I put in this announcements? Does anyone on the stage have anything they want to talk about before we continue going? I got All right. nothing. All right. Video games. Who's got a video game uh, they're enjoying? And I, I don't you dare say Star Trek Fleet Command because I know you'll be lying. I've been trying to finish could... a Star Wars game that I've been playing. It's getting near the end. Can't find the time between all my dailies. Starfield. All right. So, um, Captain. Q okay. I was going to say, Captain Q, did you misspell Starfield? I saw that you corrected that. Um, all right, Starfield. Tell me about Starfield, guys, because I'm I'm kind of like I want a game to play, even though I get to about you know three hours a week to play a game. Uh, but I do like role playing games. So tell me about tell me about Starfield, people. Um, I'm curious about it. It looks interesting. That goes for anyone on the stage too. If any of you guys are playing or know of it, it's Fallout in space. Well, I like Fallout. <laughs> Is it a lot closer to Fallout in space than, say, Mass Effect? Yes. Okay. I mean, Mass Effect was... I mean, there were, there were missions you could go on, but Mass Effect was very linear. This is more Fallout in space. It's very non-linear. Um, so that's one of the things I've really loved about the Fallout franchise. I... I loved Fallout 3. I mean, I, I love Fallout 1 and 2, which almost nobody played, because they were third-person, uh, iso-grid, you know, move three steps, shoot a gun, roll a percentage. I mean, they were very different from the Fallout 3 and forward. Um, but I did love Fallout 3. Fallout 3 um, was absolutely a fantastic game that I put way too many hours in. Like, I did everything there was to do in Fallout 3. I blew up Megaton. I saved Megaton. Um... I sided with the zombies. Like I did, you know, not all in one playthrough. You you would wanted high endurance so you could get the, the implants. Which one was that? Uh, I don't think that was it. Um, oh, you can build ships. Yep. Boy, that sounds cool. You would think that you'd want to be able to build ships in a Star Trek Fleet Command game, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. Um, some people have actually built like a truck shaped or a burger shaped ship really yeah that's cool that's some pretty neat um, stuff that people have been building in starfield super cool 
I mean, I actually, so this is, you know, and this was total, this was terrible. This was absolutely terrible. I loved building the ships in um, Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2. I loved building the ships. And you didn't hardly use them. Agreed. But I, I loved building those ships to make them look like whatever it is you wanted to fly around. I thought it was hilarious and awesome. Uh, like they had some pre-built ones where you could like build a chicken and things like that. But I loved building the ships in that game. So I'm going to, if this is a thing, um, I'm absolutely going to love. I, I think this is going to be the next game I have to download. I think that's something I'm going to have to do. Hey, um, I, I'm anticipating. Hey, Blue, how's it going? Good. And it sounds like you, if you enjoy Fallout, then you're just going to enjoy this. Well, I mean, I love the Fallout universe. Right. I mean, that's I am a fan of the Fallout universe. I have played every game except 76 because uh, MMOs are stupid. Um, Did you play the mobile version? You <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. I did. I played the mobile version. That was a lot of that was fun I, for for about a month and a half. And then I was done until you actually. Yeah. Perfected and had the perfect. Yeah. Once I got it all yeah, perfect. Once you, once you got like everything it. producing, it was just like put out fire after fire. You're just kind of like, OK, I'm done. So. Um, so yeah, no. Oh, oh, is that a? Oh, is yeah, that a? Uh, you can make it's all modular building. Like you have to. There's like requirements in terms of like you need a reactor and a grav and like uh, tanks and everything like that. But the structural elements and the habitation elements are really like optional. Like you, you can do all kinds of customization. So I see the uh, someone posted what looks Does like. Does it require life uh, support? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Someone posted a uh, Stargate battleship, uh, the, uh, the the Prometheus class battleship. Those were cool. Oh, I see the, the Millennium Falcon, the X three hundred three hundred three. Oh yeah, the X three hundred one was the uh, glider that they just the strapped some missiles to. The one that almost killed them. The three hundred two was their fighter, and the three hundred three was their battleship. That and then the so, three, yeah. Some people are making cheat ships where. Uh, Apparently, like the enemies in space combat, they fire center mass. So they just made it where there's like a big horizontal chunk of ship and then like narrow sidewalls going down and then another chunk below. So it's just like a hollowed out center. And just they just show like a screenshot of like all these lasers and everything just firing right through the ship, hitting nothing. <laughs> and it's uh, so there's you can basically use the design strategically as well. Nice. But it's, you know, it's kind of like a pick your, like, however you want to play this game. You want to be a rogue. You want to be a hero. You want to be anything like that. There's lots of different things. There's, like, even, like, a pirate. Like, you can join the pirate quest line by, like, you can start that out by getting arrested and, like, going undercover. That's pretty cool. Um, the, uh, the downside is, like, unlike No Man's Sky... Like they didn't do like the whole like the seamless flying where like you're land like you're entering atmosphere and landing and everything like that. It's all just kind of it's like fast travels uh, in between areas, but it's still just the very beginning like of what I imagine to be a ten year game. You know, uh, so like they're gonna be constantly building on this, and other people are just gonna be like, I mod it, and Bethesda's gonna be like, that's good enough, we'll sell that. Uh, because I think okay. that's what they're doing, like with the creation. No, they 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 literally sell mods. Like it's literally like, and the who person who made the mod gets gets part of that money, uh, for every sale. So well, that's it's cool. Interesting to see. It's like, and that was like kind of what uh, Fallout did. 
uh, Fallout 4. It was like uh, people made skins and other things like that, and you can buy the skins on in the shop. I don't know if the currency was completely pay to play, but either way, it was just it was it is they just basically a like it was an officialized mod more or less that you could and they have it where like you can buy you can just mod it and just like the save just changes to from like your character to a modded character and the achievements turn off that's cool but, the, but they're just like they're not gonna like they they uh, but says like they love modding because it's probably just immense source of free labor for them well sure sure that makes sense all right. So. Well, I may have to check this out. Okay, so I did see a couple of people talk about uh, Baldur's Gate three. So anyone in the chat or Blue, if you uh, tell me about Baldur's I Gate three, that out yet, but I'm intrigued. I cannot. I have nothing bad to say about it because you know I've never really touched that whole Dungeons and Dragons stuff. But from the like clips and whatevers, it just it looks very like it looks ridiculously good in terms of like I have no idea what it is, but. It's probably like Witcher three level uh, richness. Uh, Baldur's Gate so, three is basically the best game that has been made yeah. in a very very long time. The, Since the... what? <laughs> I mean, past ten years, on, like, I would say. What, what is what are you like rating against? Like, there's gate two. in terms of like trend setting, like Halo was the bigger trendsetter than Witcher 3, but in terms of just, like, ridiculous, like, richness of quality, definitely Witcher 3. It's just every little... The the only game that I think I've enjoyed more than Witcher series have been, like, the Horizon series. But those are just, like, S-tier. S like, every little iota of that game had love put into it. Kind of level quality. All right. So, are you spending all your time playing Starfield Blue? More or less. The uh, last arc has made it very easy to spend a considerable amount of time playing Starfield. That's for sure. <laughs> I wonder why that is. Yeah, it's just like, oh, another disappointing day and less disappointing Starfield. You know, that's so. that's not a not a terrible thought there. Uh, how about you, Ripper? You, I, I, I know you work in the gaming industry, so do you do you still get do you still enjoy playing games oh absolutely i do um okay so what are you do you playing? feel guilty for playing I'm, I'm actually playing a game that a friend has recommended um i'm playing sifu at the moment what is that um it's a hard um it's kind of like a roguelike beat-em-up game okay kind of replay fights and then your character kind of ages if you kind of die you get stronger but um have less health um kind of neat actually okay um sand coffin do, do you really want me to talk about star trek fleet command is that really where we want this conversation to go <laughs> i actually have a milestone to announce i finally got to five Level 5,000 on Marvel uh, Snap. Ooh, nice. So yeah. uh, so how, how are you liking Marvel Snap? Have you enjoyed some of the more recent changes they've made to the meta? To be honest with you, a couple of them have been disappointing, but then I, you know, I was like, okay, I, I like I like it. Um, I've actually started playing Galactus. Um, 
uh, I, I used to, as before they changed it, as soon as I saw Galactus, I just retreated. I'm like, I'm not playing anybody who's playing Galactus and I won't play anybody and I won't play Galactus, but, um, it's actually kind of interesting. Um, do you have a loss? I do. I do. Yeah. Um, that's, 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 that's dumb. Like, I'm just sorry. That's... No, 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 no. Yeah, with with Galactus, that's 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 dumb. I don't actually. I actually play uh, that card uh, in my destroy deck. Sure, sure. I I I understand that Aloth has a a role in the game and a purpose. Playing it with Galactus, I think, is just uh, ridiculous. Um, and I am also not a fan of the re- the most recent change they'd made. Uh, to Kitty Pride, like making it go from my plus two to plus one, that I think was a good change. Going her base power from two to zero, that it it feels very wrong uh, to me. I think that you know she may have been still very popular, but I I just think that that was too much. Uh, it's a very good mechanic and should be I don't know. I just that one bugged me uh, more than pretty much any change they've made other than that. Um, <laughs> the one, the one that bugged me recently, and it's been probably a couple of months, but when they changed beast, um, and that, that combo, uh, it was, it, I, I, that became, that didn't, or let me say that again. Um, that ruined my best deck. And so I had to switch off and then, but at that time I didn't have a lot of the destroy. I had just gotten venom. Um, and a couple of the others, um, which is now that's my best deck that I go with. Oh, yeah. Destroy is a solid deck. Like, I haven't done a lot of changes to my Destroy deck, uh, and it's such a fun deck. It it doesn't overperform or underperform. It just performs. And there are decks it can't beat, and there are decks it will squash. Uh, but it's just a fun deck to play. So I completely agree. That's that's a that's a good deck, I think. Um, my my fun deck that I bring out to play, uh, it's not great, but it, I do like it when it when it, all the pieces are put together. But a, uh, a gambit uh, with uh, oh uh, Wong, and then I also have I put Apocalypse in that deck so that uh, sometimes I can get on the last round. I'm killing eight cards. Nice. Yeah, that's fun to do. <laughs> yes, that is awesome. That is awesome. All right, so what else are people playing? In the chat, on the stage, what else are people playing? I've also been playing a bit of Civ again. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Civ 6. Uh, Civ 6, okay. Is that your favorite iteration of Civilization? No. Okay, what's your favorite? I Professor 5. Oh okay, so not going that far back. Five no. is five is better than five is better than six and better than all the things that came before it. I for me, I think so. Yeah, personally, okay. personal opinion. Well, I think that's you know it's an interesting question. So like uh, back in the day when I was in college, um, you know the games, the real time strategy games were kind of a big thing. Um, they were just starting to kind of flesh out, and so I played a lot of uh, Command and Conquer. Uh, I also played. Uh, some Duke Nukem 3D. I remember taking, hauling these massive, you know, computer boxes and these massive, you know, I had, I, I, you know, went out and I bought a 17 inch CRT. It was, it was, it weighed like 
50 pounds, but I'd haul it over to my friend's house so that we could network our computers and have a LAN party. And it was so much fun. Um, so, but I, I love the real time strategy games. So I played some Civ. I didn't play all the different iterations, but I did play some Civ. Uh, but my favorite were, um, well, of course, StarCraft is an excellent game uh, and the Command & Conquer franchise. And I've played every Command & Conquer game they've ever released. And while the new ones have some interesting effects, my favorite is Red Alert. Like, I, I will go back and play Red Alert. Um, it's absolutely my favorite. Um, it's better than, than I mean, I, I have loved not loved. I have liked some of the later ones, and and but I've en- always enjoyed the Commander Conquer games. But if you want to, if I've got a game, I'm gonna uh, Red Alert, the first one, Red Alert, not two or three, which were also fun for me. Red Alert one, um, the cheesy, super super cheesy, um, uh, uh, full motion video they put in it. Absolutely, just it. I loved it, but. That is the the game uh, that I remember just absolutely loving, and and even going back and playing, um, uh, even you know just a couple of years ago, totally enjoyed it. Just some of the 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 things that the 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 infantry say, or the you know tanks, or you know whoever you have special units, um, absolutely a ton of fun. So. Um, I, I, you know, so, so for me, like, it doesn't have to be like for me, uh, the apex, um, the apex of the fallout franchise to me is fallout three. And then after that, it's actually fallout two. There's so like fallout of all the things you can do in fallout three and how even me as not a first person shooter player could still get a lot of enjoyment out of fallout three. Whereas I struggled a little bit more out of Fallout 4 and some of the other Fallout games. Um, Fallout 2 and Fallout 2 was you could do literally anything you wanted. Um, I, I never ran into something where they basically put in a code that says you can't do this thing. Um, and it it was, I mean, again, it wasn't the same type of game as Fallout 3 and Forward. Um, but there were so many different ways you could be you could be evil in this town and good in this town and be the hero here. And the, you know, the, the mob boss over here. And, uh, it, you know, I thoroughly in love the freedom that I had in that game. And I've never really experienced that anywhere else. Um, cause it requires a depth of programming that you typically don't get any payoff for in other games. So, um, so yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Like you could, in uh in in fallout 2 like i one of the playthroughs of fallout 2 i did i didn't fire a gun ever i ramped up my charisma i ramped up my intelligence i ramped up my speech and i basically just convinced everyone that they were wrong and needed to sit down the entire time <laughs> um and so just got whatever i wanted by talking to them like you know cuz i i had i had invested in those skills and the fact that they had engineered the game to be played that way was just absolutely fantastic. Now there were a couple of things where it's like, you know, you have to kill the death claw. You can't talk to a death claw. So there obviously, but I never had to uh shoot my way out of a situation. Every single thing was able to be reasoned with um and I just found that to be you'll, you'll thoroughly enjoyable. That, you'll come across that feeling quite a bit in Starfield. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to remember what game did I play recently? A couple years ago, I think. 
Oh, let me look at my gaming shelf here because I think I still have it. I um, mean, uh, the two closest things that came to Starfield were uh, Outer Worlds and that's it. Sky. Outer Worlds. Yes, that I was enjoyed. Like the, uh, yep. That was like the, uh, like the little like stepbrother kind of like child, you know, like the ones who did Fallout New Vegas, uh, basically. Okay. That was like their space game, and I thought it was short and sweet, but it was very sweet. I I liked it. That, oh, I I liked was. it a lot. Um, and I there, liked the freedom. The, uh, and, I think they're coming out uh, the second one. Oh so. really? Okay. Cool. You should I'll you should. To... Do yourself a favor, though, and just watch the anyone that's listening to this. Just YouTube Outer Worlds 2 trailer, and it's just like 60 seconds of just comedic masterpiece. Really? All right. Yeah. All right. It's just it's just a self satirical, like it's just very it's very fourth wall breaking. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Uh, so someone posted something up above. I guess we could talk about. Star Trek Fleet Command. Somebody asks here. Let me scroll up here. What tier does a pylum need to be to outperform the Defiant? Um, well, I think that depends on the Defiant, the tier of the Defiant. Um, so I, I don't think it has to, like, I think tier for tier, like a tier one Defiant versus a tier one pylum, I think the pylum is going to be better. Uh, if you're talking about a tier one pylum versus like a tier four or five defiant, uh, then you're probably looking at the defiant maybe. Um, so I guess I can't answer that question. Tier for tier, the pylum will be stronger. If we're talking about one to one, two to two, to three to three, the pylum is going to be a better ship than the defiant. Um, pylum shipability is very good um, if you care about loot at all. Uh, the firing pattern is absolutely awesome. So if you care about that at all, it's good. Um, so. Um, I think tier for tier, it's going to be better. But if you're saying, well, I have a tier six defiant, how high a tier do I have to take my pylum to be better than it? You probably don't have to take it to six. My guess is, and again, it's been a long time since I really had to depend on a pylum. My guess is probably around tier four. Um, I don't like flying ships that are below tier four because you don't have a lot of crew slots. And it doesn't have a lot of, uh, you know, it's kind of still kind of in the low level of upgrading. Um, you haven't, uh, it, I think that that's, uh, I think that's, not that I haven't, because I have. I've flown tier two ships. I've, I don't think I've ever flown a tier one ship, but I've flown tier two ships. Um, so I think that that's what you're looking at. I think um tier four with a pylum will probably be stronger than a tier six probably even a tier seven defiant um that would be my uh recommendation anyone on the stage have a alternate opinion or suggestion there uh, not to my not to my knowledge okay um all right I don't so have a pylum so <laughs> So there was another question up here. Um, where there was another question. Uh, so Forgotten Shield says, "I uh, I've gone crazy with the motivating to the point of even finish the field training for it. I just jumped to tier six. Seems like such a massive jump in requirements for active net chips. Four hundred eighty thousand. Uh, to greater than 960,000 for a two-day chest. It's, it hurts. Um, so I haven't seen that jump. 
Uh, Blue, do you guys have data on the different tiers of the Motivine yet? Did you guys yeah, put together a chart? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't looked at what that does. I'm at, still at a tier five because while I see value in it, I didn't see value in spending money on packs that I could just get the packs that I wanted as opposed to a long timeline of getting uh, some value. So I've been free to playing, other than, of course, purchasing the ship. I've been free, free to playing the upgrade and minus tier five and the the days to go from tier four to uh, tier five to tier six are really absurd, like really absurd. So um, I, I it's it's a very slow process to go. That's I think that's the step. So it does not surprise me that the refinery got nuts uh, tier six. Um, we probably could do an analysis of that and kind of talk about that at some point. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally surprised by that. Um, but it's still, Motivine's a good ship. Like, I'm not gonna, like, it... Scopely has this problem of making their ships worse as you level them up. And it sounds like maybe they've done the same thing with the Motivine and maybe tier five was the right place to stop. Uh, but I think that, uh, the Motivine is still a good ship in providing what things that you need, um. I, I would still yeah, the, recommend people getting it as soon as they're able to. The one thing I keep your eye on with it is the incomes, because it's it's odd because it's like uh you know the there's like the fifty survey which drops like three point eight k raw loot and then the fifty one explorers which draw around the same amount, but then there's like a fifty five survey ship that drops twenty twenty two k raw loot. That's just I can two tap that and get like 38k, which is you know, save myself five minutes per kill, basically. You guys aren't just auto grinding in the level 60 space. They're not going to do anything for you in the uh, <laughs> non-active uh, currency. Why is that? Because uh, you only get, really get the active net chip. Like you get a little bit of raw. Oh, I see the different net chips, but My the bad. active net chip is the primary AFK currency. Gotcha. And okay, that is kind of its own chest which looks like it gets a little rough around uh tier uh, five like manageable tier four but i it's uh i have i don't have the tier six data i have the tier seven data and the tier seven data says stay away from tier six uh <laughs> but uh <laughs> so far it's looking like that non-active net chip is probably going to be kind of Annoying to handle too with that choice selection box, which is like the extra, like the stretch goal. Test. Okay. Good, so. good, uh, good discussion. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I want to talk about territory capture for a second because I want to talk about everyone's favorite territory capture ship. Anyone have a suggestion as to what that is? You really think the Rialta? Not the Rialta. <laughs> Are they doing the Sarko A? Is that what's happening? I well, all I know is they're revisiting territory. Um, but I wanted to point out that while a Sarko is going to lose to a lot of ships uh that are currently out, a lot of the G5 ships, it is going to dent them if you crew it correctly. It is going to cause a take a chunk out of their hole if you crew it correctly. Now, could you crew a different ship correctly and also take a chunk out of a G5 hole? Maybe, but you don't have those bonuses that a Sarko has. So 
what do what if if I told you blue or or Karkin or Putz, if I said give me a crew that is going to take a significant chunk out of a G five ship with a sarcophagus, what would you do? What would be your crew? Man, I've got to totally bow out of this convo because right. I only have three blueprints, and I will only only ever have three blueprints. <laughs> wow. That's no respect for the sarcophagus. Yeah. I'd have to go. DJ, with... is DJ the one who bought the cloak, or was that someone else on his server that bought the cloak for the sarcophagus? DJ just has the cloak. Okay. The sarco's all about it. Like the initial has a lot of attacks. So you're busting through, go with shield uh, mitigation, like Harrison. Okay. Gen wasn't the crew like uh, Mud One, Harrison, and Worf? Yeah, well, it's a, a first-round fire ship. Yeah, yep. it's going to fire nothing in the second round. Yep. Now Freeman, but Tarko's defensive. You get it on that node, and it's sitting there. You're not doing much unless you're attacking someone on the I, node. I wouldn't put you're Freeman not... on the sarcophagus. Just no. like that just means that you're not putting it on your main ship, which seems well, odd. Well, so it's so I I agree with you. If you're talking about trying to have an actively fighting ship that's crewed for PvP. And a sarcophagus that you're going to try and set on a node and defend against a lot of smaller ships, then yeah, I wouldn't put Freeman on there. Um, would you? Because like strategically, would you want to? It's like the sarcophagus's job is to sit around and do nothing. I don't know if you'd want your best crew on that ship. Well, correct. So that's correct. So, unless but you're just unless it's all you got and you're just. But like, what is the? These are my cards what, on the table. Sarcophagus. So let's talk about that crew though. What is that crew? Right. That we what we had before. So it was Harrison. Harrison it, it was a part of it. Be, it used to be like, uh, you know, like they'd be like Gorkon or Lorca with HG Warp. It was just Hall of Breach and Criticals and right. So it wasn't it wasn't Gorkon and and Lorca, right? Because it was more important to get the Criticals. Because again, the damage is being multiplied by this really big percentage number, right? more important to get the critical than the whole breach because you know if you don't get the critical then the whole breach doesn't matter and so what you normally went was harrison okay. and honor guard wharf and somebody else right could that person be Lorca or honor or uh gorkon sure but usually it was someone to double shots or fast reload so like um huron or bud two was someone that saw a lot of use there now mud two has the potential that it, hey it could send all the damage to shields. Oh, but there's a problem with that. Scarfkis has almost no shields, so that's not really going to do much. Shield but Kieran, Kieran doesn't give that. you more shots, right? Kieran gives you a fast he reloads. Yeah. Right. So the the seventeen or sixteen shots you do in round one, you get to do again in round two. Is what Kieran. It doesn't does. change the number of shots you do. It just changes your firing pattern. Correct. Correct. Yes, and oh, it that. only does it once. And actually, so, now that I think about it. You know, they're they're spending all this time making like game ruining officers left and right that do nothing but make them money. Why not? And they're not being bold. What they only have one firing pattern changing officer. Why don't they start doing more? Like that would be interesting, right? Having it would be interesting. Firing Absolutely. Um. So I actually think so. So this is me. So I wouldn't put seven on this ship, but I actually would put Freeman. I would go Freeman, Harrison, Honor Guard Wharf. 
that's the crew I would run on a sarcophagus. And yes, I know that takes Freeman away from what's what's you know going on. And if you want to have Freeman on your active PvP ship, yeah. But I think that that ship is going to seriously dent, if not destroy G5 ships. Because and if you were... Well, I don't know. They have a lot more crit damage reduction if you're trying to punch up. You're not going to have the balanced crit damage increase that's going to be able to fight them. Should you be avoiding crit entirely? And just you going multi-shot? should not be, you should not be avoiding like mud crit. Too. You should never be avoiding crit entirely unless you're attacking a station. Again, this is one-on-one combat, right? I've seen so a you lot don't of have... screenshots coming up where crit damage is coming down to zero. So crit damage coming down to zero happens with um well, if they have an enormously large Q building or their crit damage reduction is just greater than what you're punching. But you're if you're talking about sub punching up against a G five, someone that's gonna be higher than myself, they're automatically sure. gonna have grass. So that sounds like something we could test. We could uh get DJ to talk about that and test but, that out. It's um, also kinda like at the same time. If that's like a level forty hitting like a level sixty in terms of research, like the counter research is also gonna put that like level forties critical chance at zero from the right. level sixties research. So is but it I, like I, is again it, is it is the research gonna save it as well as kill it? I don't <laughs> You're think something with yours too. Freeman needs a state. Unless you're going with uh, Assimilate Underdeck. Oh, that's true. No, no, and assimilate won't trigger round one. So you're definitely gonna have to go Freeman uh okay. Lorca, Lorca on guard wharf, or, so you can't uh, go have so you can't have normal. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, you're right. Freeman can't do it. Freeman's not the right one. So yeah, so we're still talking about the discount crew. Uh, would probably be Gorkon, Curla, um, and uh, Harrison maybe. Uh, if not wharf, maybe, maybe. Um, you really want those criticals though. Um, but again, you probably want the criticals elsewhere. So I think that's something to talk about. But I, the point is, is that a sarcophagus, um. A sarcophagus in round one with zero or minimal shield mitigation is going to dent the heck out of a G5 ship. And I think that's something you want to be thinking about in territory capture, right? You may not win the battle, right? I'm not saying the Sarko is going to start just crushing mid-tier G5 uncommons. It's certainly not going to crush G5 rares. But Harrison is a means to severely denting those ships in a way that you may not have been thinking about before. You might, instead of on a sarcophagus, might think about a cloaked ship. But again, if you're flying a D3 or an Enterprise or a um, um, Valdor, like you're not going to get that level of damage. Yeah, you can ignore all their shields, but you're not doing enough damage to hold to make a difference. A sarcophagus punches out damage. The problem it always had was it's not getting through their shields, right, in the first round. Because first round, so... That's the key is Harrison is someone that's going to change that math and actually do a lot of damage to G5 ships. And I wanted to bring it up because it's someone that, you know, we just, we, we piss on the sarcophagus as being a terrible ship. Yep. It's a terrible ship because it can't compete with the ships that are currently in the game. It's a terrible value. Yes. It's a terrible value. Um, Zandis, I, I mean, sure, you're not going to, again, the assumption is, is you're not going to survive past round one. You will against smaller ships, but the Sarko's already always been able to kill the smaller ships. This is strategy for a Sarko when your server has a lot of high G4 and G5 ships. How can your Sarko survive that? 
And that's what I wanted to bring up. I wanted to talk about that because I think that although this sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I was very intrigued to know what is Harrison going to do in conjunction with isolate damage? Is it, do they synergize? Are they completely separate? Like does, does Freeman's well, stuff just skip shield? The only thing is the shield. You know the normal mitigation. So you're using Harrison. If so, you're having like unmitigated damage rounds, going. Correct. Not isolated damage. More to isolated damage is if they don't have any defense is completely unmitigated and goes directly to hold. Yes. So you'd want like basically. Uh, is that like so Freeman Harrison Lorca for the crew? Well, maybe instead of Freeman, that's the ship you put seven on. Right? Yeah. That's, I'm just trying to think, is it like so much isolate damage and everything like that that the ship has no choice but to die? I don't know. The other thing to think about is if you are going to try and trigger a state that you actually probably want to trigger burning on your sarcophagus. In that regard, potentially just spitballing. What about uh, strike team on Freeman Harrison or Una? I guess if you want synergy. And she still has the shield thing, but it doesn't. It's long-term, not first round. Again, I, I, I don't think the sarcophagus is going to survive past... Again, if you're going... You if you're punching way up... You don't do it round one. If you're punching way up, I'm talking about sarcophagus against G5 ships. It's not The battle's not going past round one. I don't think. Could be wrong, but I don't think of it is. Well, then if you're on a node defending and getting attacked, is that even going to... Well, are you going to get your your stuff out? What do you mean? Like, are you going to do anything effectively before you're dead? Being that they attack first. Well, you're going to effectively... So, like, the Harrison sarcophagus trick is a very effective tool against original enterprises, augers, Valdors, you know, all the G3 stuff, low-end G4 stuff. Like, it's just going to win. The sarcophagus just wins against those ships now. And the sarcophagus probably has that hell health to tank that first delivery enough to at least get some rounds in, some shots in. Yeah, but round unless you're doing Huron, round two doesn't do anything. Well, I'm not talking about multiple rounds here. I'm talking about within the first round. Oh, right, right. Um, just because if you're, if you're hitting a G5 ship, you know, or like if you're hitting that Sanctus that's right in the same crew... It's going to have a a very strong delivery. Leon and Mir, why why do you think it will not get a shot off? That depends on the hall health. Like enough hall health to survive that first shot. Well, the yeah, first I mean, shot's gonna always... the first shot is always getting split eighty twenty, right? Because it does have some shields. If the attacker has Freeman. Okay, again, the first shot is going to get, like, you're going to survive the first shot. Probably. Uh, I mean, I think it's worth testing, but I don't think that you're going to die on the first shot. The Sarko has a crap ton of hull health. I think you're going to survive the first shot. Maybe not. Not against a high-tier G5 epic. Not t I'm not talking about a G5 epic. I'm talking about 
lower tier, like uncommons and low tier rares. I think it's going to dent them a lot. So just, you know, test it. And there's no mystery. Uh, again, Lean and Mir, so in this new PvP world, the person who fires first wins. Um, that is correct. So you're right. Maybe with Freeman, it doesn't matter. Maybe with Freeman, nothing that we're talking about is going to matter. And that is entirely possible that that's going to be the case. I just think with a revamp of territory, people need to be thinking about, instead of having the Sarko be a tank, maybe think of it as a... Um, a, uh, a Claymore, right? Um, it's not going to take shots forever like it used to, but I think it's going to deal damage, especially in keep, combination with Harrison. Keep in mind, too, this is a two-week conversation, you know? Like, the, this conversation is relevant for the upcoming takeovers now, but let's not act like, you know, the next month isn't going to bring a couple new cash grabs. I mean, isolytic officers that are also part of this strategy. You know, that's actually an interesting thought is that, um, you know, what does Battleship Strike Team do on a Sarko? I mean, you don't have the criticals, but... I and mean, what of the three officers complements the Sarko the best? Um... Well, extra shots. Um, oh, you're right, Grimoire. It is a. It's not eighty twenty. It's ten ninety. You're right. It's a. It's a different split. You're right, and it has very little shields as well. I I apologize. You are correct. I had forgotten that little little trip. Um, so if you're not running Harrison. Uh, Una, but again, Una takes time, right? That first round is going to be kind of slow. And I think that because Scopely is an unoriginal company, I think that it's highly likely we're going to get a battleship strike team isolytic officer. Now go really well with the Sarko A battleship that they're going to come out with. I really don't think we're getting a Sarko A. I really don't. Probably not, but... They were probably lining it up with the sarcophagus in terms of battleship strike team. Probably. Probably. Um, but I think that, yeah, I think that uh, I think that it's almost a certainty we're going to get a battleship strike team officer, just like we already just got a uh, explorer strike team and an interceptor strike team officer that has isolated damage. So um, I don't know. I, I think that I think that New territory is going to breathe life into a sarcophagus once again. But again, you're right. Um, with PvP where it's at, and again, I think with PvP where it's at, we're talking about ships that are balanced. And I guess I don't know what the balanced opponent of a sarcophagus would be. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. I do think the territory is going to be fun for about a week and a half, and then it'll be stupid again. But we'll see. And Spectre was making a comment about like the you know, the Monavines with the sarcophagus and I was just like, I wonder if like they're just gonna make it so the Sarco is just equipable on the Monavine. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. You're just I like, think it's closer no I think it's closer that we get a Sarco A than we get a Monavine turns into a Sarco. Like I don't think they want that to happen. But at the same time, I 
would not be surprised to see the Monavine being tied to take over in territory control simply due to the one fact that there's a field training using the Monavine to PvP damage players. It's the only reason I can think of adding it in there besides random reasons. I don't think so. Um, I, I, I could be wrong. It's happened. Um, but I don't think... I think that... When was the last time that Scopely pivoted a ship to do something different? It's... I just think it's good. It's a, isn't this ship? Uh, Pickles, pretty isogen, is like an isolated heavy ship in terms of damage, PV, even PvP against faction ships in the research. Okay, but what was the last... So this is the question. When was the last time that they released a specialty ship and then said, hey, we also want it to do this? At the same time? The Zonus, I think, has it correct. So, Talios is an interesting thought, but they didn't say it could do something like that. Like, they built the Talios to defeat Borg, and then because the Talios has this, because the Talios has huge hull, and not huge hull, but huge cargo space, and Tal exists, it has a secondary use. But they didn't build it like that. Like, the... the Nobody can convince me that after the fact they're going to say, oh, yeah, we fully intended the Talios to be the premier ship for a heading action. Like, nobody's ever going to convince me that's the case. No, all um, they, they, when they made the Talios, they're probably just like, let's make sure this loot currency is ridiculous as possible in terms of upkeep for the higher, like, right. how much ref refines cost. And, like, oh, you're going to need cargo for it. So we'll just scale that up, not thinking so, that they were making the greatest pirate ship ever. Right. The Express is 100% correct. The last time they ever said, hey, this is what a ship does, and now it's going to do this, is Discovery. Would it do it again? Sure. But I just don't think that that's... Um, I, I just don't think that's likely. That's not in their DNA what of could how be they like build Discovery? the game. Huh? What could they make that's like Discovery in terms of... No, no, that's what I'm saying, is the Discovery feature. had... The initial release of the Discovery was so that the Discovery could jump around. Remember, initially it wasn't summoning. It was just it can jump around with the Spore Drive. Was summon not until the third month? Correct. Well, summon they're also just kind of like learning curve it, right? Maybe. Um, but that was when it really changed and became this kind of key, um, key tool to be used, right? It changed its function. Um, I, I don't think that, uh, I just don't think that they have it. That, Scopely would sooner, I love all the jump arounds guys. Thank you. Please keep going. Uh, uh, they would sooner release a second ship than to make, uh, to, to make a ship do a second purpose. I think. I mean, to be fair though, with the discovery and stuff, that's, it's all fair game if it's within the same arc, right? In terms of it's just completing, like, expanding steps of the same theme. Right. But, I mean, they didn't do it with any other specialty ships that have ever been introduced. Within the Ark or not. And we're within they the moment. with the territory arc. one, right? Yeah, they're not going to make the Mantis a buff ship now. They'll... You're saying the, the, only, the only time they did that last was territory? Yes. The last time they ever took a ship and said, it does this, and now it's going to do this other thing that is useful. Similar but useful 
um, was Discovery. So, uh, like was they don't it was the territory team. <laughs> yep. If you're trying to say that the territory team did it then and they could do it now, fine. You could be right. I just don't see that <laughs> happening. Again, what Scopely yeah. does now, instead of saying, hey, we've released a specialty ship, we're going to release a new specialty ship that we could have just put into the old one, but we want it to be different. Um, so, like, let me give you an example. And again, they didn't come out in the same arc, but they definitely came out close to each other. Why couldn't the Cerritos have been the buff and debuff ship? They needed to sell the Mantis. Obviously. So if they're going to come up with a ship that is territory and has this other thing, it's not going to be a new skin for the Monavine or a new research for the Monavine. They would just release a new ship for territory that is like the Sarko, except useful, more useful. I'll make a new territory that's just, you know, the warp path is just like swipe your credit card. And I still won't get it for six months. And you still won't get it for six months. All right. Uh, let's see. When did we start this? It seems like forever ago. 90 minutes hey, ago. It has been forever ago. Um, yeah, let's just right. yell at Scopely. If you're like, where's my Mantis sourcing now that you've nerfed Incursion? I'm, I'm not. I'm, I don't want to yell at Scopely today. Yeah, we can just. We a, can they're just not listening because it's me and not DJ. And B, it's not going to serve any purpose. It would be yelling into the ether. If I want to yeah, yell at Scopely, I'm going to yell at Scopely. Well, either way, I, all I know is that a, a good assurance to what to expect next month, this month, is disappointment. I don't know what form it will take, but it's the highly likely scenario. Zandies, I will not insult your intelligence to say that I gave you all a hint, because I know what you know. They've released the information ahead of time on territory capture. Um, that's the information that I've been given. Um, do you guys remember like a couple months ago, uh, when I got my NDA, DJ is going to be like, Oh, we're going to invite you to the super secret club. It's going to be awesome. You're going to be able to help out. You're gonna be able to do these things. Yeah, that didn't happen. And I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, that's not my role. Like I'm hosting the show today because DJ is out. That's not my role. I'm not no I'm not Rev. I'm not DJ. I am a helper and I help in i help in different ways um and i'm not ripper right that's not my role so um what do you mean i'm not there <laughs> so um so i think that that my having yeah. an nda is going to be a different there's going to be a different reason for it um and and uh you know who knows what the what the future holds, but I think that uh, I'm not a content creator. I don't think of myself as a content creator, even though I'm hosting the show today. Um, and I would not want to um, diminish or or uh, minimalize what the content creators do, whether it's DJ or Noan or Rev or Tiberius or and there's all bunches of others. Um, Dadbot Gaming. Um, uh, lube, uh, all the people that are actually releasing and making really good content. I, it's not me. I don't have my own YouTube channel. I'm not going to be on Twitch. Like, I am. I am a helper of pe of people, and um, so hopefully I can be helpful to the community and to uh, anyone who who needs help. But uh, that's not me. So I don't expect to actually be, you know, added to the content creator groups. Um, nor did I when I signed the NDA. 
Uh, so, so you and Ripper are not going to be in those groups for the same reason, which is like they just you constantly dish out just sobering doses of reality. Like this wouldn't work because of this, and everyone's just. Quiet I'm not there because I left. <laughs> so uh, to 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 back to the comment of I've given you a hint. I I have not given you a hint um, that I am aware of. I have uh, wanted to posit some things. Uh, you know, there were. Obviously, other things uh, that we could talk about, um, you know, potentially. Um, but I just wanted to, uh, you know, I don't have a formal hint. I asked DJ if he had one written up and approved that I could just read, uh, but he did not. Uh, so, so I don't have a hint. I'm not going to insult you to say I've given you a hint. But I hope that you have considered uh, what we've talked about. I think that territory is going to... I think that everyone's going to go right back to where they want to be unless there's something that piques their interest. And I think that it's possible that there could be things that pique their interest. And uh, I don't think it's going to be a massive change to the map. I think people are going to go right back to where they want to be. And uh, that's kind of unfortunate because I think that this could be a lot more. Um, but I think for now, it's it's hopefully the start. Um, and it doesn't turn into incursions where... All right, we've rolled out this three-month thing, and in three months they're going to roll out the same thing, and three months after that it'll be the same thing. I hope that they actually do mean that they're going to make changes and they're going to make it dynamic and they're going to do things differently. Um, I don't know if they are, but that's what I hope. I don't have high hopes on that one. I don't have high hopes either, but I hope that that's what they do. All right, final thoughts, Karkin. Uh, Remember, PG-13. Yeah. I uh, hope everyone has a good day. <laughs> okay. Final, final thoughts, putts. I think it will be two weeks of controlled mayhem, and we will be pretty much back exactly where we are uh, as of today. Uh, it, unless there is a really, really good incentive to move territories versus what you have right now. All right. Uh, final thoughts, Trader. Trader. I'll sneak in a comment while she's... Uh, Sorry, I was eating I dinner. I have no final thoughts. That's Go ahead, Carter. A couple seconds ago. I'm mad they canceled incursions. That's where I'll end with. Hey, I get it. Um... I don't like their reason. As Ripper said, it doesn't make any sense. As people have said in the chat, their reason doesn't make any sense. But seeing how the game exists today, I think it makes sense that they should have canceled it because there are, there's something fundamentally broken with base rating. I mean, it seems like you're still getting resources, but I just, whatever that is, concerns me that it would be a bad effect to incursions. And so, again, I just wish they would say that. I just wish they would say that that was the reason as opposed to blaming it on territory. Uh, let's see. Blue. Blue, what do you got? Uh, I would say uh, you did give an arc hint uh, this, this show. We, we were talking about other games so much. Um, <laughs> just going to find that out there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd say uh, for this one... Yes, go I play did, Starfield or Baldur's Gate 3 or... 
Uh, Marvel Snap. Play Marvel Snap. That's actually a mobile game. You can play it on your phone. Is it open like to land parties command. playing Red Alert? So just sign up for that, you know, waiting list. Just, and maybe he'll <laughs> come by your place and with his 17-inch model. Oh, that was any so... other studio, like, besides Scopely, who's saying this is good enough to launch. You know, you'll have a very different experience. Yes. Yeah, not any other studio, but lots of other studios, probably. And um, uh, are, th- are they changing scoring at all for the takeovers? Nope. Still just sitting around mm-hmm. collecting points? Yep. Okay, then. Then uh, work on your cloaks and work on your speed ships. There you go. So, yeah, uh, Lady Unaleska, no, I don't, I don't have any information you guys don't have. Uh, I can't. I can't. I mean, I have no idea what the Season 1 Battle Pass for the territory is going to look like. But um, what do, what what do you think? going to cost. Yeah. What is the only ahead, thing River. they can do with a battle pass to keep players engaged? Uh, make rewards that people care about. Exclusive currencies. Okay. So, some kind of, but to do things. What 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 is the only only thing that Scopely has to get people to do something? Make something new. Yeah, new content or stuff they still have. Yeah, but what yet. what do they currently have? They have the Monavine, they have the Mantis, they have everything in between, uh, more or less, in terms of... Yeah, I'm not sure where you're going with this. I was going for events, but apparently that totally missed. Oh, um, I mean, so yeah, so is there going to be two Battle Pass events? Is there going to be one for this and one for the regular? Like, I, I hope not. I really hope not. Um, are, you, are you saying that for the arc two that we're gonna have another one of those like w- like two week monster events with like a pack in the ALB payout? So Scuba Steve, um, and again, I'm making the assumption that Scopely developed something smart. Um, so maybe that's a really poor assumption. But my assumption is is that this is something that will not be able to be easily advanced quickly. Um, so it's probably gonna be de- deal with territory. And not going to be something that people can blitz their way through in the first month. That could be an entirely bad assumption. Yeah. Um, I could see it being like total points you've scored in territory takeover. And over the four, three months, you have to score X amount and, and progress through all of the steps. Right. But it's not just, to... but it's, you know. So is it having your alliance? participate in the takeover or is it you participating in the takeover and how do they pull out that hook um i we will see on tuesday evidently and uh i i'm concerned let's just mine a certain amount of isogen why are you concerned because i because scopely is not an innovative company with innovative design well, they claim, so to be an inno- they doing... claim to be an innovative company. Say again? They claim to be, though. I know they do. Um, so at the end of the day, what I'm afraid is going to happen is that we are now going to have two Battle Pass events that we have to do. Hmm. And yeah, I, I don't it want... makes sense, though. Huh? Because that's the one thing you don't need to have territory to do. So, could it be like 
um, so what would be a way that this would be different? Um, could it be like um, instead of a battle pass where you're doing an event to score points, could it be something where you score points from doing something that is involved in territory? Yeah, it's possible it could be something like that. But what is that thing, and how is it balanced so that you can complete it in three months? Three months is a long time. And how is it balanced so that you can't over-complete it, like, so that you don't complete it in the first month and then have nothing to do? Um, so, what I would do is I would do, like, a daily or weekly, just kind of like a junk drawer event, where it's full, like, the miles, the metrics to complete it are full of all those little things that you have to grind about, like, get that Mantis, get the Actium Venom trip done, get that Monavine trip done, get the whatever little loops that people are doing that aren't covered by Xborg already. Basically so I, telling people doing what you should be like doing what you do, but getting synergy reward for it. So I, I don't think it is going to do, I, I think it is going to focus exclusively on territory capture. That's the only reason that's the only thing that makes sense. I agree with you, Bubba. And I'm telling you like the easiest way I, I look at things now and go, okay, what would be the easiest way for them to adapt something that they already have into something new? And they already count points per ship and whatnot and, and give you points there. It would be rather easy to parse that out and say individuals have to score X amount of points over the three-month period, um, which would then but, in, incentivize – it would incentivize then all throughout that three months um, right, so, people joining territory cap. But how do you do that and have it be balanced, right? Um so how do you do that so that a player who is in their 30s who's never going to get on a defense node be balanced against the player that's going to have six ships on defense nodes because they're an op 60? They will scale it by ops, maybe. I mean, that's the only way, really. But the battle, pass is not, the battle pass has not scaled by ops before. Sure. This is correct. And so is it just something that is going to be, instead of having a daily that says earn points on your thing today, right, it's going to be maybe a weekly that says you can earn up to this many points this week? Or is it something where each time you score in a territory capture takeover, you earn points to unlocking your territory battle pass? And if it's that, then we're back to where we were with the last time we had an event around territory where you would start 21 takeovers and be done with the three-month events in the first month. I mean, it's, it's a, is this, this battle pass is going to be three months long, right? Supposedly. If it's three months long, then it makes sense for it to be takeover-related. I agree. Like you had plenty of time to get all these takeovers done. Right. And... So, but again, is it, but again, if it is able to be completed in the first month, right? Let's say it is just a treasury where it's just filling up points, right? The treasury, let's say the treasury didn't have the daily thing. It was just kill 500 hostiles over seven days, right? And so every time you kill a hostile, you get a point. Well, so here, every time you score a point in territory, you get a point for this battle pass, right? Well, I, looking at this going, you know what? Let's blow this thing out in the first month. And then we'll settle into territory and no one will care, right? Because we're going to, you know, but let's, let's go, let's, you know, let's go mess up the map. Let's go do all these tier one takeovers and then do a bunch of tier two takeovers, right? 
let's do that and be done with this thing and not have to screw around with it for three months. I would say anything that involves, like, let's just go and capture every tier one territory, then drop it, is not successful design. It's just like, I oh, agree. congratulations, you played, you you let 70 people have fun at well, the expense. That was of kind of my point. Like, uh, I agree that it is it is terrible design, but it's also probably the easiest to do. So, right. Look at and look that's... at their performance. If 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 you look at easier to do or good design, they're gonna choose easy to do. Right. And so let's say let's say instead of just a, a bucket that you can fill up, let's say there's a daily. Six days a week there's a daily, like a battle pass event that is like participate in a takeover and you complete this. Well, what if you are occupying zones that all have your takeover on the same day? How is that player and that alliance going to be able to complete in this compete in this battle pass event versus someone that has a takeover five days a week, right? That's the problem with doing something like this and the way that territory is currently architected and announcing that there are no changes coming. I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to do this in any sort of sustainable way. And that's my fear is that not only is territory going to be uh, uh, stationary and uninteresting after the second week, it is going to be done. Like the event stagnant. is going to be done. Stagnant was the word you were looking for. Thank you, stagnant. What did I say? No, you Stationary? said the right word, but you just you oh. were. I think I felt like you were looking for a different word. I I probably was, but stagnant is is the word I was looking for. So, yeah, uh, right now, AJ Dog, I I don't with I, agreed. I don't want to doom and gloom this arc. I mean, it's possible it's going to be better. Again, I think resetting territory on the regular is good. I don't know if three months is the right duration or not. Um, but I I don't know. I'm just, you know. Yeah. I, and while I'm not in the same place that DJ is in terms of they screwed up PvP, and that's the thing I care about. Because as you all know, I don't care about PvP. It doesn't help me in any meaningful way. I will engage in it when I have to, and then I will ignore it the rest of the time because it can be ignored. But what if, if at someone some point, came up on you and could hit you now? They have if, a crew yeah. that can... Yeah, if, well, that's at that's some all point, still be heard, and that's why they did the takeover. They just did territory revamping, because that's like the one thing that gets Bubba to wake up for PvP. <laughs> if at some point in the future, I get rewarded in some sort of meaningful way for PvP, I will participate. I will change my gameplay and participate in PvP. But not until then. And there has never been a meaningful PvP reward. PvP loot chests are worthless. Like all loot chests are worthless, but PvP ones are just equally so. Um, so no, when the, when there is a meaningful reward to PvP, whether it's an event or something else, I will participate in PvP. But I'm not going to waste my resources and time participating in a mechanic that serves no purpose. So are you're in an alliance now that has territory, right? Yes. So are you going to participate in the territory capture in that part, or like? Or are you just going to try to run around and like not get hit? I, I, so I'm just curious. Almost all so territory captures happen. <laughs> almost all territory captures happen when I'm at work. So, uh, so you can't participate. Yeah, I get it. I will send a ship and I will stick it on a node, and that will probably be the amount that I can do. Now, if it's off work, that's different, right? I, I will try. And probably, it'll it'll probably be alive by the time you get back. Can your cloaks last the whole thing? What cloaks? No. Don't you have cloaks? I assume you have no. big cloaks. No. Long-lasting cloaks. Uh, what is it? The Amalgam has a long cloak? I have that one. 
Yeah, the amalgam should do almost all or probably more than the length of at least the one. A tier one. Yeah, it's like 21, 22 minutes or something. It can it can do that. I think is twenty two minutes. I'm gonna show off my Sarko cloak. Uh, is it long? Uh, no idea, but it is strategic. Long See, enough to get him to that node. I was gonna say it's really too bad that Arian's not here to make a joke about the length of your sarcophagus. All right, oh, uh, Ripper. Oh, any yeah. final right thoughts? Right now it's oh, yeah. at nine and a half minutes. And no one knocked him down. I I don't <laughs> I don't have any final thoughts that I should say here. All right. Well, I have a final thought uh, to wrap up, and I want to say thank you so much for all of the wonderful meme submissions. I have no idea what the timeline is for p picking winners. Uh, basically, everyone but me will be able to vote uh, internally. Um, and uh, I, I, they were absolutely fantastic. Some of them were obviously uh, spent a lot of time working on them with animation and video and things like that. And some of them were very simple, but they were all, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, all of the ones that were not making fun of me. Um, it's a meme. And contest. I've made a list of those that did not. And, and so those people are, are I'm, they're on my list. Yes, Blue? I was going to say, it's a meme contest. The winner is everybody. The winner is everybody, yes. So it was absolutely fantastic. Um, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed watching them. I, I appreciate that some of you took what I... Um, 31 minutes, interesting. Um, okay. Uh, the, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that you guys took the comment I made uh, in the last show that I assumed everybody knew about. Like, I have heard that statement talked about, uh, you know, so often. Um, uh, with you know there you know to, to say that there are projects that it does not matter how many people you put on the project it's still going to take six weeks to complete this project uh, it does not matter if you put six people on it or nine people on it or twelve people on it it will still take six weeks to do the project. Um, yeah, the and Warren the, Buffett quote. Yeah, I totally got it. The, but yeah, everybody, uh, everybody got I, a kick out of that. Everyone got a kick out of that. So evidently, that was news. Um, but uh, I appreciate that you guys took some time to uh, incorporate that uh, late breaking uh, bit of uh, uh, memeish uh, uh whatever the plural of memes is. So uh, again, thank you from the very bottom of my heart. Those were fantastic. I'm glad you I guys think it's had like fun. Moose. I think it's just the same. It's just moose. Okay, I, I can appreciate that. Like um, and I will say thank you all for coming and listening. We had 200 people plus come and listen to us today. I think that is absolutely absurd. But thank you all very much. Um, this is uh, Bubba Joe and the crew signing off. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. <laughs>